and, and my player spewing um, piece yesterday. It's like a match made in heaven. You wanna battle these? You better have endurance before you crash, man. Get that general insurance. You know we don't. We're not going in this game. I think talking about the past is is just that. It's the past. You know we gotta talk about what we're trying to do now, which is win. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumbass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your the truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I, I turned them into a Mexican tonight. I got them. Mighty dog food, some kind of sh You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my god, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids and so kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. There will be a civil war in the United States of America. Last year, the Indians reeled off a franchise record 14 wins in a row. And now, 14 months later, they have a new franchise record, 15 consecutive wins. And welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win your way out to Vegas, not once but twice this morning. Once at 8, once again at 9, we'll give you keywords, you text them in, off to the T-Mobile Arena, September 22nd, 23rd, in Vegas you go for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Miley Cyrus, Kings and Leon, Big Sean, Chris Stapleton, and you! That's who will be there, you! We'll, see, we'll get you hooked up at 8 o'clock, 7.45, your first pair of Guns N' Roses tickets for the day. That show, October 26th at the Q. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm pumped up today. All right, I like it. No, dude, I'm pumped up today. Stansbury coming in hot. Dude, there was an issue here yesterday in the building. I'm not going to get too far into it because my boss will freak out. But, yeah. like, dude, they're, <laughs> dude me, I'm telling you right now, me and a coworker today may have to be separated. Come to blows. Come to blows. Okay. So just put a pin in that. <laughs> we'll see. Is that coworker me? No. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, dude, honestly, oh, you good. and I are great. Right. But at some time today, you might be like, dude, he's like screaming, and what the hell? And like, you may pay for the sins of another today. Get him a donut! Get him a donut, Linda! So you, yeah, Fanto may pay for the sins of another today. That may have to happen. We started yesterday's show out by talking about my mom's BMV story. Yeah. So much more to that. Okay. 9.30, I'm going to give you the other end of that story. Can't wait. She finally got back to me. She was like, who told you about this? I was like, well, <laughs> who, mom? Like, who? <laughs> Who maybe told me what happened since you lived 3,000 miles in Vegas? Maybe it was my brother. Maybe it was his wife. So, like, yeah. So, I hit my mom up, and I was like, what the hell happened? She's like, oh, Daniel, so much more to this story. <laughs> and I was like, oh, of course there is, because you're 70 and losing your effing mind, probably. So, 9.30, I'll give you the rest of that. But, dude, I'm pumped up. Okay. Football season is back. It is. And it's just my favorite sport. It's my favorite sport to watch on TV, right? And it's so good on TV. It just, it, I don't know, there's a reason why it works so well on TV. It's just, I don't know, visually it just looks great on TV. It's a little bit of a challenge, too, for football as 
when you look at actual like game time, like actual like hate action, there's not much of it. But for some way or another, they keep you through a game three and a half hours. Like you're just glued to it. Like you're just like, all right, well, this is is what I'm doing now. Um, And it is it's production value. Absolutely. It's, it, it works really well on TV. And now the whole, we played one regular season game and the entire narrative of the season has to change now. Because yesterday before the game, everybody's like, I don't know, man. Patriots, pretty good. Might go 16 and 0. Brady, get himself another ring, 16 and 0. And they get shelled last night, 42 27, by the Kansas City Chiefs, who what? are better than people think. But Alex Smith, this was, this is what I found amazing. Alex Smith who everybody calls a game manager and not a franchise QB, who, by the way, got sat down so people could play Colin Kaepernick. Alex Smith last night, 28 for 35, 368, and four touchdowns against what people were telling me is the best Patriot defense they've had since, like, like a decade. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, well, who's better, the 07 Patriots or the 2017 Patriots? And, I mean, the defense was a huge part of that conversation, and... I guess I'm gonna have to say the 07 Patriots. So they're not going 16 and 0 or 19 and 0 and all or whatever it takes to get all the way, you know, all the way through with a title. That's not happening. Now I don't. I'm not gonna be one of these guys that watches like New England lose last night. And now would be like, well, Brady, you know, age. It's starting to show. It's over. But I will say, people who make the argument that Brady was not himself through three quarters of that Super Bowl last year are right. Like he did not look great last year in that Super Bowl. And now all of a sudden, like where are his stats? Patriots last night. I have this right here. Tom Brady, 16 for 36, 267, zero touchdowns. That's Cody Kesslerville right there, buddy. That's bad. Um, Father time certainly undefeated when it comes against athletes. Um, and it's often, you know, you went from, hey, I'm still capable of performing on, if not an elite level, a very high level, um, to all of a sudden, like, damn, dude, I just got punched with the right. ability to do this. My body's not cooperating anymore. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's the case with the Patriots or Tom Brady. I think, if anything, um, this is the punch in the mouth that kind of wakes them up and I'd be. I, I think. I think if if you're saying I like, I think if you're saying like, oh, dude, it's over for the Patriots. I think you're a fool. I, I you can never sell the stock on the Patriots because that's who they are. You're absolutely right. Because I'll tell you, because I fell asleep before the game was over, right? Of course. And so I woke I up and and I and I saw the final score and I was like, and I'll tell you, the first thing I thought, oh man, you know how mad Tom and Bill are going to be now. Mm-hmm. You know how mad they're going to be. That's the first thing I thought. I didn't think their season was over. I was like, oh god, they're going to be pissed and they're going. to they're going to exact their revenge against the entire league. Our boy Donnie Hammond, all oh. dude, dude, just tweeted him. He's like, "How about them Chiefs?" Because he's a Chiefs fan. Oh, he's a he's a Chiefs mega fan, dude. Um, the thing I will say about that, uh, Chiefs safety Eric Berry uh, suffered what might have been an Achilles tendon tear, oh, and dude, that's season out for you. Yeah, and did, didn't he already miss a season from some other medical from cancer? Thing? Yeah, wasn't for, it? yeah, like it was, he beat cancer. It was like something major. Right. I can't remember what it was, but right. it was something major. And it's like, dude, he was a hell of a draft pick, that kid, and he's amazing. Yeah, that's I didn't I didn't know about that. That sucks. That sucks for them. But the Chiefs look like they're for real, man. Like people have been sleeping on them, but dude, Andy Reid is a phenomenal everywhere he goes, Andy Reid wins. Everywhere he goes. That's a good that's a damn good coach there. I'm just so excited football's back. By the way, you can join me this Sunday as we'll be watching the Cleveland Browns together at TD's Tailgate Grill.
Lake Cable Jackson location. I'll be out there from 1230 to 230. Not the best day for the Brownies yesterday. It's not been a good decade for the Brownies, but yesterday no, just what, wasn't one of the best. No, they had to cut a kid, right, for some for like a fight at practice? Got into a fight at practice. A safety, right? Hugh Jackson told the dude, like, walk away from this, and he still ended up punching the guy or whatever. Uh, um, what I'm going to say about all that is, like, I don't know who this safety is. I don't know if he necessarily matters in the big in the big picture of things, but the last thing you need when you're a team who's already used to losing with a bunch of young dudes, last thing you need is more distractions. And if your dudes are fighting on the practice field, that is not that is not indicative of a well-managed ship there. It's just not. Well, I think fights happen probably in training camp and, and, and practice, but I will tell you that I think any other team you show me this happens, I'm like, eh, yeah, you guys whatever. are going to fight. Right. Yeah, but whatever. given everything else we know and everything else we've seen, and now you got the Miles Garrett thing and everything else like that, like, yeah, man, it does. It feels like another one of the, well, yeah, you're Browns in it. Of course you're Browns in it because it's all you know how to do. Right. Dude, if this was a fight on the Patriots, number one, we probably never would have heard Green of it. Green Bay Packers, right. something it, like it, that. It never would have gotten out, but right. it's the Browns, and it's like, nope, dude, yep, here we the go. guy. Here we go. Dude, they're terrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so, so Sunday we can watch them with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course, Light will be on hand getting you hooked up with like, you know, $2 pints. I believe you get to keep the glass. There's TVs everywhere. Now, here's what I'll tell you is that if you're not a Browns fan, it's fine. TD's Tailgate Grill is smart enough to have NFL Sunday ticket. We can watch the Cowboys together. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? There we, you go. We can watch somebody else together. It'd be pretty interesting. I just, dude, I love the fact that the league is back. I know the Indians hit 15 last night. We're going to examine that at 7 o'clock. Also, 745, we will. Get you hooked up with those Guns N' Roses tickets, and at 8, you're off to Vegas. But next on the program, the mistakes you're making while masturbating. Yep, we all do it. <laughs> yep. Everybody making mistakes. And I'm going to tell you what they are next on Rock 106. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. Your first opportunity at Guns N' Roses tickets, 745 this morning is when we'll get you hooked up with those. And then 8 o'clock, we're going to send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Man, just constantly putting you in some good, uh, some good events and shows. Yeah, it must be nice. Um, I uh, I heard that a Rock 106.9 employee will be attending the iHeartRadio Music Festival, and it's not Nikki Six. Really? Definitely not Fishhead. It's not Fantone either. And it's I, not me. I don't think it's Stansberry. Uh, midday girl Teresa will be at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. What? Sending her. What? Stansberry, sorry. Oh, now I'm mad. Stansberry can't go. Now I'm mad. Yesterday we were in a meeting with a new like head man in charge. Right. They throw up the ratings of Rock 106.9. <laughs> it's number one all the way through. All the way through. Everywhere. And they give the credit to a guy they claim is the program director of this radio station who I've never been in a meeting with. I didn't even know he was the program director of this radio station. I'm not kidding. I didn't know that. Until yesterday. Until they said it yesterday. I didn't know technically his title was the program director of this radio station. Yet they gave him the credit for the ratings being really good. And then our chubby boss in the back, you could just see him smirking at you and me, just like, ha ha, suckers, I got the credit. You do. You got yeah. nothing. Yeah. You keep laughing. <laughs> you, you, you keep laughing about it, buddy. I remember this. This is all seeming very eerily familiar to me. That pissed me off a little bit yesterday. It did. Made me mad. Stan's bringing on fire this morning. I'm not one of those guys you got to like pat on the back and tell him how great he is because I'm very self-confident in my ability to do my job. But I got to tell you, every now and again, an attaboy wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You know, every other studio in this building's got a TV in it. We're the one live show. There's no TV in there. You know what he told me? No, I don't want it in there. Really? I'm the guy that's live on the air. You don't want me paying attention to the news? What if something happens? What if Irma like breaks wide today, right now? 
I was a little mad about that. But I, dude, I, I think he does it to motivate me. Like, I think oh, that's yeah. why he does it. It's like, I'll never give him anything because then it keeps him, like, hungry and at it. And he might be right about that with me. It yeah. might be a good way to motivate me. I, you know, I think he's a um, he he knows what gets you going, and he uh, he. Did pl- you he know plays Tony was things. the program director of Rock 106.9? I didn't know that. I think I knew, but I don't think I ever like cared. I, <laughs> I think it was just one of those things. Where well, like, you know okay. what? Good for Teresa. I don't want to hate on anybody no, else. Sure. I just it would be a little bit nice if they sent me every once in a while. Yeah, you know, I, I, would, I would think so. That's it. That's I all. I, by the way, just while we're talking about Vegas, oh, no. I cannot wait to hear this story at 930, dude. Cannot wait. 930. Cannot wait. Yeah, my mom went to the BMV, and it went off the rails. When you tweeted that out yesterday, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you. Dude, like, honestly, the text message, Phantom, is like two pages long. It's long. It's funny. Yeah, 930, I'll give you that story. So I'm reading here a couple of like the worst mistakes guys have ever made while masturbating. And dude, apparently whacking it behind the wheel is like one of these things. Jeez. And I can't suggest that that be a good idea. No, dude. If texting and driving is dangerous, what is masturbating while driving? Well, I mean, I bet most guys listening, penis is probably smaller than a smartphone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It fits comfortably in the palm there. It, never on a long road trip, have you? Never, never? I thought about it a million times. And I have, yes, across, I was driving cr- uh, across country. And I, I was, I think I was headed from Ohio to California. All right. And I was driving and I was alone in the car and I was like, yeah, I want to do it. I just, you know what I mean? You know how like there's just, like certain things in life you just want to cross. Sure. Like that felt like something I wanted to cross. <laughs> sure. Yeah, as he's crossing the Mississippi, stands for his like. like you yeah, know you know what? I got to masturbate this <laughs> you know car I mean? right just now. Just singing the national anthem. <laughs> Go west, young man. Um, just cranking. So did you? I mean. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you, I, uh, you've been a masturbator while driver. Well, while, while I have. Yeah, I was younger. I was like twenty. Like you can't. I like as an adult. No. I'm not doing that. I would assume that dudes... I know. 20, you're technically an adult. Right. Go ask anybody my age if a 20-year-old's an adult. They're going to tell you no. Well, yeah. If you're masturbating in the car, at the very least, you're not a responsible At least I wasn't an adult at 20. I would assume like most truckers have, right? I mean, if you're driving a big rig across the country, eastbound and down, yeah, yeah, you're definitely masturbating while driving, which is a terrifying thought, dude. It's bad enough if you're in a a Honda Civic, but like, dude, if you're behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler and you're J&O, that's dangerous. Just barreling down that's, the freeway. That's dangerous. Apparently squeezing too hard is another mistake a lot of guys make while masturbating. Jeez. Apparently, dude, guys are breaking their penises. Like, they thought that... Listen to this. You know, like, fracturing penis, right? You can break it? Yeah. 19% of those happen during sex. 60% of them, excuse me, happen while men are masturbating. Like, dude, what are you, like... Was that guy's name Lenny? What are you, what are you, what are you squeezing the bunny rabbit too? I'm like, dude, what, what's the matter with you? Um, I mean, like, a firm grip, I think, is important, but like, you. For a handshake, Fantone. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yes. Your dad raised you up right. A firm grip is important. You're absolutely right. Jesus. Another mistake guys are making while masturbating is, uh, is apparently, dude, they're. Well, listen to this. Two different men. Unbelievably, they say, two different men decided independently that feeding stiff electrical wire into the urethra of the penis was the way to amp up the masturbating there. Um, Now, here's the thing. It's like any other addiction, right? You just keep going up the ladder. But I'm stopping short of sticking anything 
in it. I was going to say, dude, I don't know about that theory anymore. Just because, like, I'm an experienced masturbator, and I decided, you know what? This ladder I've gone far enough up. I'm an experienced drug user, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to keep going up there. Um, But the thing is, is dudes shoving things in their D-hole? Not exactly. Not exactly. Dude, I feel like I'm going to have to shove things in a cardboard box now after <laughs> not, you said that. Like, not, we got we to go. Not exactly uncommon. I mean, really? I, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like, yo, hey, here's my stories of this. Okay, well, but you're more likely to have done this than me. I've so. heard, I've heard of plenty of people and plenty of like, you know, of stories where guys get something stuck up there. So I don't think it's necessarily like rare. Oh my god! I hated when they did it for a VD test. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. You know, I know. You don't worry about well, that. Well, that's anymore. how long I've been out there doing things. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh, dude, I remember that first VD test I had, and I thought I was gonna die, dude, because you couldn't pee. They're like, "Well, don't pee, don't pee, don't pee," and right. then they're like, "Hey, we're gonna shove this Q-tip," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" All I want to do is pee on their hands. <laughs> get, get away from me. Pounding it till you puke, they say, is another mistake guys are making. After what? two days, yeah, listen to this. After two days of vomiting, fever, scrotum swelling, and muscle pain, a 29-year-old finally went to the ER. They diagnosed him with something I can't pronounce, and it's a rare microbial infection. The cause? He had masturbated Fantone so frequently that he opened up abrasions on the shaft, which God. left him vulnerable to infection. Guys, they're called hookers. At some point, call a hooker. Well, at some point, I mean, are you just like, are you just like coughing up like powder? Like, what are you doing so much that you're masturbating yourself raw? Unless you're like 13 and you just found your penis. And then it's like, well, dude, I got to take a sick day, man. I got to get this in as many times as humanly possible. But like as an adult male, like, dude, go take a nap. Like, be done with it. Smoke a cigarette. I just took the worst tweet I've ever read in my life. Miles, you just, dude, you, you freak me out. He says shoving stuff in what Van Tone calls the D-hole is called honing rod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says it's really big in the Middle East. Yeah, I remember I read like a... See, you can't trust anybody over there. I mean, maybe it was like a Playboy thing or something like that, but it was like... Honing rod? Somewhat common, yeah. Oh, God, my YouTube searches are going to be awful. (laughs) Like They're going to be awful in like an hour. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Get your first keyword for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That happens at 8 a.m. this morning. We'll send you to see Coldplay in the weekend, bunch of others. T-Mobile Arena, September 22nd, 23rd in Vegas, and we'll send you to that. Yeah, and if you could help out Stansberry's mom, that would be greatly appreciated. She's out there struggling. Just struggling. Struggle city. <laughs> Went to the BMV yesterday to get her tag, or two days ago, I think it was, to get her tags for her car. And uh, yeah, hilarity ensued. Now, your boy's always looking for 9.30 on a Friday. There's no question about that. Any Friday, I'm always like, all right, halfway out the door already. Um, but today, exceptionally, dude, I cannot wait for 9.30. I can. I uh, <laughs> Because when I tell you this story, you're going to be like, dude, that's, that, that's your lineage? That's from which you hail? Yes, yes, unfortunately. Here we go. <laughs> but, dude, she's like 71 years old. <laughs> but I got to get to Vegas this year for Christmas. I have to because I don't, I mean, dude, she's already outlived my dad like 15 years. Right. So, I, you know what I mean? It's going to be, won't be real long, I wouldn't think. No, I mean, I think once you get up over 70, you just have to start being honest with yourself there. Of like, well. Dude, it sucks, too, because, like, my parents don't have any money. You know what I mean? So, like, when my mom dies, like, dude, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're gonna, everybody's gonna become looking for her bills to be paid off, and my brother and I are gonna be out there with our pockets turned out like the Monopoly dude. Like I don't know what, what do you want from me? 
It's not gonna suck that my mom died. It's gonna suck that she doesn't have any inheritance to give me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, I'll miss her a little. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some coin would have been good. I would have used it. But too bad she gave it all to the MGM for the last 20 there years living in Vegas. So I took Tinder off my phone. Okay. I, uh, you know, I don't do the POF anymore. I don't do the Tinder stuff anymore. I just found that stuff to be very, very depressing. I didn't like it. Um, I, I, I like the situation of like meeting a woman somewhere and like making her laugh and like, oh yeah, that guy's kind of funny or whatever. And then changing phone numbers and that I like that. That's swiping left and right. And like, you know, the, the shopping for vagina. I'm not, dude, I'm not a big fan. I guess the, um, the thing with anything when, once you start really, whether you're looking for a mate or just looking to have sex, the thing I would say, and like the, the reason I would say, well, continue with those things is just, you've thrown out a wider net. Now that doesn't mean you're going to draw back, you know, good fish every time, but if, if, if you're looking to. Play There's the, truth in that. If you're looking to play the numbers game, if you really are, and I don't, I think it applies to both a relationship and a casual relationship. You are going to have to 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 give it a shot. You I know? hate filling out those about me sections right. and trying to be witty and all that stuff. Right. Like I'm not good at that. Like, but if you start having a conversation with me, I actually very very much am. But like that moment of setting up your profile, I hate that. And is I know, this the right picture for my profile? I, I, dude, I hate all that. And I know that you're not. What do I want to say? The written word isn't your. Um, it's not your preferred method of communicating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're much more a conversationalist yeah. as opposed to I'm a communicator by right. trade. So right. I'd rather talk to you versus type to you. And I mean, it's just the way I am, but I have here what I think might be the example of the worst Tinder hookup ever. Okay. Apparently this is over in England and you're going to have to help me here. Phantom, because I don't totally understand what happened, but a woman was in a guy's bathroom and apparently she had out terrible that is i mean when you're on a date and whether it's a hookup or, or a date and you have to take a dump that is just the worst feeling in the world there's no way to like be smooth about it unless you can just like squeeze off into that applebee's bathroom and just grunt for as quickly as humanly possible it's just a terrible place to be i remember once about this is years and years ago now but i was like infatuated with this girl and she was like hey meet me at my apartment right and then we'll go out and we'll grab drinks right and we were buddies but i wanted it to be more and she had gone out with her friends to get something to eat, and then we were going to go out afterwards. So, like, I meet her at her apartment building, and we go upstairs real quick. And she's like, hold on. And then she went in the bathroom, and I knew right then and there, this girl's never going to let me sleep with her. Like, do we haven't slept together yet? And you're, you're, and you're, you're just like dumping out. Like, I knew I was like, okay, I'm in. I, dude, I've been friends zone. Right, that's exactly. I've when been she friends was like, I don't care. I'm taking a dump right in <laughs> front matter. of this dude. That's when you know it's like, dude, it's over. You're either in love or it's over. I, I was pretty young when this happened, and I don't want to say like high school, but probably shortly thereafter, before I was old enough to drink for sure. I went over to this chick's house or her parents' house, okay. and uh, this was like, like we had hooked up before, and like there was something there, um, but it just hit me as I like kind of walked in and I'm like oh my god this is gonna happen and it's gonna happen here and like I was oh, like no. well what else am I supposed to do and it was like it wasn't just like alright dude you took too long in there it's like not only did I take too long it was smelly it was like loud it was like and it was just like as I walked out I'm just like oh my god and she was cool enough to like go out with me that night but never had sex with her again like that was the end of it like it was like alright I know you dumped it out in my parents house I hate you now. right right like, like I'm sure her dad Dad said something to her like, "Why are there, like why are there poop marks on the bowl?" And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Uh, well, what do you got to do? You got to go. You got to go. Oh my 
my God, I feel like there's some <laughs> negative marks on my program right now. <laughs> so, this, so this woman, she's like 24 years old, right? She's going out with this guy. It's like a Tinder hookup, right? right? So she goes into his bathroom. She dumps out, and apparently she has a flushing issue. No. Can't get it to go down. Goes up instead of down, dude, and your heart just like, oh, my God. Admit it. The moment you heard me say that, you went, oh, no. Because <laughs> we've, we've, all, we've all been there. So she didn't know what to do. So there's a window right there. So apparently she tried to open the window, grab the feces oh. out of the toilet bowl, and was going to like fling it out the window. Throw the okay. And it says she got stuck in the window. And this is where I'm where where I'm losing it. I I don't she said she got small ca- small bathroom window. She was like sticking her arm out to drop it out. Maybe her arm got stuck. I don't know. She said she ended up trapped upside down in a window what? when she panicked after apparently being able to flush it down the toilet. The 24-year-old claimed she had tried to chuck the poo out the window, okay. but it got, got stuck in a twilight zone between an internal and an external layer of glass. Okay. Oh, so the poop got in between, in between the panes of the window. Oh, that's what happened. And then she tried to fish the poop out of the two windows and then probably got her arm stuck in there. Oh, my God. That sounds terrible. She admits, I'm the worst Tinder date ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, dude, the guy was cool about it. He ends up like laughing with her, not with her. She was like, I was on my knees cringing, uh, like apologizing. And uh, well, should be on your knees doing something there. Right? I guess they live in the town of Shirehampton. And they're calling her the Shirehampton S-Slinger now. <laughs> she says here, it's not something I'm proud of, but people are laughing. And if, if I'm making people happy, then I'm not going to complain about it. She goes, it was a panic response. And within seconds, I knew I had made a terrible mistake. I would have left, but I couldn't do that to him. She's like, you know, a lot of people were like on Reddit were like, why didn't you just leave? And I guess she got the idea because another woman had had this, like a similar story happen. It was talking, you know, about it on Reddit and said what she had done was grabbed it, put it in a bag, and then put it in her purse Ugh. and then just left. And I've, that's better than leaving it in somebody's toilet going, sucks to be you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would, that would be terrible. You've got a clogged toilet with turds floating around in it. That's terrible. Um, luckily, I think she was lucky here that she only had, obviously, there was there was minimal turdage here. It's not like she, like, dumped it out. It's not like she had, like, a bowl full of rabbit turds either. Okay. Or- I promise you when you go to the dictionary <laughs> that turdage will not be in there. <laughs> I did. You're not just going to create words on. Luckily, she didn't have diarrhea. Luckily, this was a, you know. Oh, I think diarrhea would have been better. It would have went down the bowl. But no, dude, if it starts coming back up and you've just got a bowl full of soup, like, what are you supposed to do at that point? You know what her theory was? She's like, you know, we kind of live in the ghetto. She's like, there's a lot of, there's, she's like, there's a lot of addicts who live by us. So if I figured if I flung it out the window, nobody was going to think it was me. It was just going to be somebody who was done after they were done shooting up. Stansberry starts throwing crap out his window. Like, yeah, there's junkies out here. Who cares? Just right there at court. <laughs> just right there in the alley. There it goes. God, how terrible. I, there is no worse feeling in the world than when you're like looking at a bowl, a toilet bowl filling up and you're thinking to yourself, Oh my God, I'm going to have to get elbow deep in there. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to get elbow deep in there into the S curve of that thing before this gets fixed. I got to tell you, I think I would just leave a girl's house and just be like, hey man, I got to go. Gotta, yeah, I got called. Got to go to work. <laughs> work emergency. You know, one of those Godsmack emergencies. <laughs> 
Not enough God smack on the radio, dude. My boss is calling. I got to go. Yeah, I would not handle that situation well at all. Indians have hit a franchise record, and a bunch of you are getting windows because of it. I cannot believe this has happened, but I'm very, very excited about it. We'll talk to you about the Indians next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Swung out and blasted. Deep left. Going. Come on over the monster. Into the seats. Another two-run bomb for Edwin Encarnacion. Both sides of the plate. The pitch. Swung on, grounded up the middle. Lindor diving, smothered it. Glove flipped the second one. Ramirez relay. Got him at first. Oh, what a double play. You'll never see one better than that. Right at the second baseman, Hanson. He goes to Saladino for one, and he throws it in the dirt. And now coming home is Ramirez. And the head first slide. He's in there safely. Oh, what an aggressive base running bolt from third by Jose Ramirez. He delivers. And it's swung in and hammered into deep center field. Angle on the run is gone to dead center. First inning, the pitch. Swung on. This is hit high. This is hit deep to left. Back goes Liriano. Track. Wall. Gone. And back-to-back jacks. Now the pitch. Swung on. Blasted. Deep left field. And the wall leaping. Delmonico can't make the catch. This ball's out of here. Into the White Sox bullpen. And he's done it again. Edwin Encarnacion with number 33. Last year, the Indians reeled off a franchise record 14 wins in a row. And now, 14 months later, they have a new franchise record, 15 consecutive wins. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Here, just a bunch of hammy there. Uh, I feel like one of the best sports broadcasters in the business. I've lived in a bunch of states, lived in a bunch of cities. And, dude, Hammy is about as good as it gets for a guy, like, painting you the picture of baseball on the radio. Like, dude, that guy is real. That job is so much harder than what you and I do. Spoiler alert. Um, sports on the radio often suck. Like, I mean, I know that, like, dude, iHeartMedia does not want me saying that. Your dude, grandfather used to love it, but it's just harder now with all the technology we have. It's tough. It is. And you're right. Tom Hamilton does a fantastic job of painting the picture. I remember when we were on vacation, I went camping, and just being able to listen to, like, three hours of a baseball game was like, yeah, dude, like, this is awesome. So, yeah, dude, he's one of the best. No question. Three hours baseball on the radio. You say awesome. I say ambient. Is <laughs> <laughs> what that it was all that great to me. I just no look. I like baseball, right? But it is if I was going to rank the sports, I always say this: football, basketball, baseball. is just how I am as a person, right? But I said the other day that the fair complaint that people give me on the program is is like, you know what, man? You guys talk sports, and I like it because you're honest, and you know you give me your real opinion and all that. But you don't probably talk about the Indians as much as I would like you to. And I was like, you know what? That's a fair. That's a fair thing, especially with how good they are this year. The fact that they are going to be a championship contending team, yeah, that's a fair. It's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment of the program. And I had said, you know, earlier on in the season when people were freaking out about the tribe, I said, dude, just wait till after the All Star break, and they will start to melt together, and things are going to look really, really good. People thought I was nuts. Sure enough, here we are. So they had a streak of 14 last year. So apparently a Cleveland-based Windows company, Universal Windows Direct, had, what, offered people free windows if the, if the Tribe won 15 games straight after August 1st. 
And I being it was I mean it's like two million dollars worth of free windows. It's like two hundred and sixty something yeah, two hundred and sixty plus customers, they say. Now People were sending me messages all day yesterday like, you know, Universal Windows Direct are probably you know, sitting there, you know, with the Joe Boo statue working it, the, you know, the mojo the, the, the other way, rooting against it. It's like, no, guys, they took out an insurance policy. They want this to happen because of the PR storm that's going to happen. Look at what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about Universal Windows Direct. Yeah, I mean, anytime, whether it's something like this where it's like, hey, the Indians win 15 <clears> and you get free windows, or hey, you hit this half-court shot and you win a million dollars, that's insured. People yeah. aren't just giving up that money like you 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 buy an insurance policy that pays out in the very unlikely case it happens which is obviously the case here so now this is a franchise record of 15 games straight now to give you a little perspective the 1935 chicago cubs i believe hold the major league baseball record at 21 straight fantone found me that during the break thanks again to the hard-working research department that is matt fantone and i guess there's no reason for me to assume that the indians won't do it, right? I mean, I know. I mean, it's hard, right? Yeah, it gets exponentially harder with every win, but... Especially because every team going in knows what you... You know what I mean? Knows you're streaking, and they want to be the spoiler. So, I... Uh, but I, I guess I have no reason to think that they won't do it. And, dude, I got to tell you, as a guy who said early on in the season they were going to go back to the World Series again this year, I kind of feel like they're going back to the World Series again this year. Right? Um, like I said, you're a championship contender. I think you're going to be competitive throughout the playoffs. You have a very good chance of winning the pennant. Um, I don't think it's crazy at all to say that, like, no, the Indians have a good shot at making it there. And uh, dude, in back-to-back World Series runs, that's very, very impressive. That oh, yeah. Is. Yeah. I mean, get me, again, football starts for us on, on Sunday. Did you make the playoffs two years in a row? I'm a happy uh, football I'm a happy football fan. If, if the Browns went over 500 two years in a row, we'd have a parade. We would. And for That's you true. know for for the Indians to kind of quietly put together a, a championship caliber team, and like I know that you know attendance rates are up and televisions up and all those things, but kind of being third, that stuff's all fickle though. Kind of being third in line. I mean, like they do deserve a little bit more respect. I mean, they do. Well, a lot of people were hitting me up last night during the game and saying, you know what? Now, you're not a sports talk radio station, but you do talk sports. The fan! The big one! So they're like, look, you know, we're not knocking you, but we know what tomorrow's going to be. It'll be, oh, yeah, and the Indians, but everybody's going to talk about Miles Garrett's high ankle sprain. And, like, you always have this argument with the Cavs, because you're, do fans like a real Cavs fan. Like, was there in the Bobby Sura days, oh, wearing yeah. jerseys, doing oh, yeah. the whole thing, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, when like when that was like our best player, Fantone was still a Cavs fan. Everybody else lies about the fact that they were. No, you weren't. I got the pictures to prove it, dude. <laughs> like your boy had the Bob Sura jersey. Like come still on, has man. the Bob Sura jersey. His mom literally has everything he's ever worn. <laughs> but like you're always talking about this. Is like you know, look, the Cavaliers have LeBron James and they're good. And yeah, they may have not won the championship, but they're back in the championship. And yet, all people want to talk about is brown and orange. Right. It is. I mean, dude, it it just. That to me speaks to the power that is football versus the other sport. It just it, to me, and I, I think I brought this up yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. But there are legit. If you're a Northeast Ohio sports fan, you've got you know the three professional teams, and you're probably a Buckeyes fan. I I, I understand. Most that. people probably yeah. Three of those teams are real to the heart championship contenders, and we still focus on the Browns. And like three of those teams, dude, are honest to God could win it all this year. And it's like, nope, got to stay focused in on the Brownies. He's got to talk about Deshaun Kaiser. Got to talk about Brock Osweiler. It's like, why? 
thank God we don't ever have to talk about Brock Osweiler ever again. Stricken from the records. I'll tell you the the NFL story I'm, I am excited about is that, and I said this to Phantom during the break, and I'm not going to go overboard because of last night, but if this NFL season provides us with the storyline that Tom Brady is done, oh, it's just good. Like I said to Fantone, I said, imagine if somewhere during this NFL season they have to bench Brady and bring in Garoppolo. Oh, like... That story. I, I, right. And, dude, as a guy who gets paid to tell stories, give me that story. Like, I don't... I, I mean, I don't hate Tom Brady. I don't hate the... I know a lot of people do. I, Dude, I actually tweeted out last night. I know people hate Brady. But watching him take the field, there's just something American about it. I don't know, dude. I, I think I like Tom Brady more and more and more as because people hate him to move on. Number we yes, because people hate him. Fair, but like, dude. I mean, you're the, the arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, you're banging out a supermodel, like, dude. You have a bajillion dollars. I don't care where Uggs, bro. Do whatever you want with your life, man. Like, who am I? Who am I, Matt Fantone, sitting here like an idiot in Canton, Ohio, to judge you? Well, here's the thing, and he's kind of a nerd. Like, Tom Brady's kind of like a square nerd. He is. Like, he just, you know what I mean? He's, like, all in on, like, his profession. He doesn't do anything else. Like, dude, people who say he won't even drink beer during the season. Like, even at dinner with his wife, he's like, nah, dude, I'm not. I'm in season. I'm not doing it. The dedication to that. is Well, it's impressive. But he got shelled last night, and his stats were not good. And again, to the people who say, go back to the last year's Super Bowl, the first three quarters, he was awful. And, uh, dude, I'll go back even further than that. Go back and look at the game against Houston. In the playoffs. He wasn't great in that. I've been saying that for a while, dude. Had had Houston been competent at quarterback and not had Osweiler under center, the Patriots aren't in that Super Bowl. So we might get that storyline this year. You know what people are saying right now? Shut up about the NFL. Talk about the Indians. Which fair. Before we get off this, I do want to say, dude, I don't know if it's something's happened with the balls or something's happened with the bats or something's happened with the steroids but god dude is the MLB just lighting it up with yeah. home runs this year dude. I don't believe the juiced ball theory but I because I just feel like you know just like 9-11 like too many people got to be involved in that and like somebody would be leaking the information out. You've got 25 guys with over 30 home runs already. Something's dude. happening that, right? Yeah, I, mean, so, I mean I don't know what it is I, I don't know if I buy the juiced ball theory. Here's the thing about the Indians that I want to drive home. I feel as if, much like LeBron James, like if you have LeBron James on your roster and you don't win one title with him, it was a waste having him. And very much the same thing for the Cleveland Indians. If you have Corey Kluber on your roster and we don't find a way to win a World Series with that guy, and I get baseball's harder, right? Because you know the pitching and all this stuff and the, the, the season's so long and the injuries, it's a, dude, it's hard to win the World Series. Not that it's easy to win the NBA championship, well, but, but you got you got you got to depend on four plus pitchers, you right? Know what I'm I saying, mean, it's a, dude. Imagine if we had to rely on four different versions of LeBron, right? right? It's, a, it's just it's just a different variable. But if you have Corey Kluber and you don't win the World Series, that to me feels like a very big missed opportunity. I think this roster as a whole, just all these guys together in the in the the ability they have to win games they shouldn't. Ramirez the, the, and Lindor. The, the fact that these dudes like run through walls for each other, I mean, it just seems like a perfect storm, but so did the 90s Indians. You know what I'm saying? With Carlos Baerga and Kenny Lofton and yeah. Chuck Nagy are out there, dude. It felt like that perfect storm again, and to, to have that not pay off, it's going to suck. Our boy Dustin says that the dude home runs are being hit more than any other year during the steroid era even he says the balls are juiced i don't i don't know if i buy the ball juice theory right like so the the manufacturer and the league got together i 
I mean, I, I, it's, it's the Although, plate gate a little bit again, right? It sounds like tinfoil hat. It does. But then when you think about what's the story on baseball been for five years in the media that nobody cares nobody about cares, it. right? And now all of a sudden we're all getting a little bit more into it. And when did baseball matter a lot? When dudes were sticking steroids into their arms and jacking balls out of stadiums. I guess it's not crazy. Is this a, an Albert Joey Bell situation? Are they corking the bats? Ooh, you now the I mean? that I think might be more likely, Phantom, because that see the team could do that. Because wouldn't I don't know who all makes all the teams are doing it? Then I mean, dude, you've got you've got Stanton from Miami who has fifty three dingers, Chris Davis from Oakland with thirty nine, Aaron Judge with thirty nine. I mean, dude, like it's 20... the ballparks are the same, right? Like we no, haven't changed switch up a little bit. Yeah, but. I mean, from park to park, each park's a little different, but I don't no, think No, I'm anything... saying like most of the stadiums are still what they were when guys were hitting them out yeah. in the 90s, yeah. right? I know they redo stadiums every now and again and like, you know, every 10, 15 years or whatever, but I'm trying to think, but did they make the, are they shorter? But no, like, I don't want to buy the, I don't know why. I don't want to buy the ball's juice theory. I just, it feels very tinfoil hat to me, but I mean, I guess. Uh, 25 dudes with over 30. That's crazy. I mean, if guys aren't doing steroids, then how are how is that happening? It's interesting. Now, is the is there something to the pitchers are bigger, stronger, faster than they were, so they're throwing the ball harder, so the the speed the ball's coming at the bat makes it easier to get it out of the yard? I don't know. Randy Johnson was pretty good back then, you know. Yeah, dude. but he was like the guy that was throwing that hard. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I'd be interested, dude. Some baseball nerd, find that out for me. Are are pitchers throwing at a, at a harder pace more often than they used to be? I think that might have something to do with it, but I, that's just me purely guessing. I have nothing to back that up, nor do I want to do the legwork to find out. <laughs> That's what Twitter's for. Send me memes about it, right? Numbers on memes are always right. All right. 745, we'll send you to see Guns N' Roses. They're playing October 26th at the Q. 745, you get your tickets. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. It was under six months ago. I bought a pre-owned Honda Accord from the Wakeham Auto Mile. If you're unaware, that's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. And when I showed up at Wakeham Honda, I was a little worried. I'll be honest with you. I've had some credit issues and I was worried that that was going to stop me from getting the car I wanted. Sure enough, I found out that the Wakeham Auto family deals with over 30 lenders. So no matter what your credit issues were, if they're bad like mine, they can still get you financed. Wakeham found me exactly what I was looking for well within my price range. And it's because the Wakeham Auto family is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. I'll say that again. They are Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. Head to Wakeham.com. You'll see there, there's over 500 pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. So like I said, no matter what it is you're looking for, Price, model, make, no matter what it is, the Wakeham Auto family will have it. And through one of their 30 lenders, 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you to see Guns N' Roses at 745, and then at 8 o'clock, we'll send you to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Fantone, asking you shall receive. I asked the audience, I'm like, I want to know if like these baseball leaving the yard, these home run records, are due to pitchers having higher velocity, throwing the ball harder, and, and the like. I said, look, I, I, it's just a guess from me. I don't have anything to back this up, but the audience now, D-Wing 9 sends me this article from 2014 that's talking about how Major League pitchers setting velocity records then. You know, he's like, now, this is from 2014, but he's like, I got to imagine velocities, you know, velocities are going up. The better training we have, right. the more stuff, you know, guys are starting to pay more attention. I haven't read the whole article yet, so I haven't been able to like get in and like find the math on it. But I think that might be something to it. I'm not sure I buy the ball's juice theory. 
Um, dudes are bigger, faster, stronger. There's no question every about year. it. And every, mean, year. every year, every sport, I know everyone's going to be like, but back in the day, Dick Butkus. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. But like, dude, dudes are bigger, faster, Outlier. stronger now. Right. A uh, dude actually sent me a message and said, um, most more home runs are getting hit in baseball because most teams are using analytics, aka Moneyball. If there's a runner on and it's either zero or one outs, it's gonna it's gonna be a swing for the fence swing situation. For the fence. Instead of looking oh, okay. for instead of looking for a you know a, a double or a single, See, it's 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 now's time to hit. I buy numbers and science more than I buy Rawlings and the baseball commissioner got together and were like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna juice the ball for TV ratings. Now maybe I'm naive, right? Because you know what? It was the last night actually where I was watching again during the football game. And they were talking about how, like Larry Fitzgerald, before the game, will tell guys, hit me high, hit me in the chest, hit me in the head to take me down. And if you get a fine, I'll pay it. But don't hit me in my legs. And then they talked to Tony Gonzalez about it, a couple other players. And I was like, oh, my God, they're agreeing on this kind of stuff before the game starts. Right. So what else are we agreeing on? Right. 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 As people who laugh at like whether or not sports are fixed. So wait a minute. So we can agree on you hit me high and I'll pay your fine, but we're not going to agree on, hey man, I need 65 yards to hit my bonus. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's mean, players it's players getting together. And isn't that essentially by saying like, hey, fixing I'll pay your games. fine. Yes, yeah, fixing games. Isn't that bounty gate? Isn't that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I just can't see how that's not. Wasn't it? The guy from the Giants, and his name's escaping me now, but he's all over TV, um, and now, like, he sacked Brett Favre for, like, the sack record, and everybody felt like that was fixed because Favre went straight down to the ground and let him uh, let him sack him. It's like, so, dude, we're, we're predetermining these things before the coin flip? What else are we predetermining? Right? What else are we predetermining? Perhaps the 17-time world champion. Who knows? John Cena. At least WWE tells you it's fake, right? At yeah. least, at least, at least give them some credit. Like when I, They tell you it's fake. When I heard that last night, I was like, I get it. If I was a wide receiver, I'd want guys to hit me high versus low, too. But it's like, we're predetermining this before the game starts? What else are we predetermining? Right. Now, Jay White's telling me, hey, man, look, golf balls have more juice now than they used to, than baseballs. You're right. But the difference there is there, nobody lied about it. Golf said, we're going to do this. We are going to change the ball. And that's what happened. They changed, and, so, and they were upfront about it. The, the thing about the baseball being changed and the juicing of the baseball is it would have to be done in, in, in the night without anybody knowing. Like they didn't say they were doing it. And that's what makes me think, eh, I don't know. The analytics argument's the best one I've heard. That's even better than my suggestion of I think guys are throwing harder. The analytics explanation is the best one I've heard. It's probably a combination of all things there. You sure, know what I mean? Little. Bigger, faster, stronger, more velocity on the ball, and analytics making its way into baseball. That would add up to a lot of dudes hitting more home runs. Yeah, Eric uh, you know, tweets and says it's also about launch angle. It's all about science and the analytics. And I would have to agree there. I I I don't know. I don't know enough about baseball to know that. It just seems like I said, like I've said a couple of times now, the juiced ball theory feels very tinfoil hat to me. Well, it is a smart man's game there, Stansberry. Maybe oh. you're just too dumb to know baseball. Yeah. yeah, I could say the same thing about <laughs> golf. You don't enjoy golf on TV because you're dumb. I hate that argument with baseball fans. Or nothing happens for three and a half hours. Now, I know the Indians have been hot lately, which, by the way, I think they outscored their opponents like 109 to 28 in this run. It's wow. like something. Yeah, it's like astronomical. And uh, only, most baseball games don't have that. Only I think the third team to go 14 plus wins in consecutive seasons. So, I mean, you know, who knows? 21 wins in a row is a far way off. It still feels like. But, I mean, why not? 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you hooked up with those Guns N' Roses tickets. That will happen next on Rock 106. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with those Guns N' Roses tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Uh, I'm reading now that a lot of government officials are warning people in Alabama and South Carolina, like, look, man, this Irma thing may be headed your way. It may be headed this far as well. Like, be on the lookout for this, right? And which I found interesting because I have a story here from Fox8news.com that was posted last night and was updated around 9.30 last night. So they may have made changes to this that I haven't seen as of yet. But as of last night at 9.30, coming out of Orlando... The three major amusement parks in Orlando, Florida, are all going to remain open and operating under normal conditions as Hurricane Irma threatens the entire state. What? Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, and SeaWorld said Thursday morning they are monitoring the movement of Irma, but at this point have made no plans to shut down their parks or alter the normal hours of operations. Wow. Wow. I mean, what? I mean... Orlando essentially kind of in the center of the state. You're landlocked. Right. Yeah. But still, I mean. But do- you made the point yesterday, though, and I thought it was a good point, is that Florida's long, not wide. You know what I mean? So, like, you're going to get hit with this thing. Yes, it's inevitable. And, like. Because it's just going to move up. And, like you said, like, the landmass is more. It's it's not wide. So, and, like, you're going to hit Orlando. And if, if it goes, like, up kind of the center of the state, which I think as far as, like, the, the computer drafts that I've seen, that's kind of what it's going to be, you got to remember, it is a peninsula, and you've got ocean and Gulf of Mexico on the other side. It's going to surge on both sides, dude. Like, I, dude, I, what about your employees? You're making your employees stay for, for what? Now, obviously, they ran this past legal. Right, I would imagine they called their their legal department and said, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Like, what you know, what are we going to do here?" Because I never even thought about the employees. You're right, but what a class action lawsuit that would be. I mean, so like, right? I mean, best case scenario here is like, all right, Orlando doesn't get hammered. It's going to get hit, but it's it doesn't get hammered. But it's going to be rainy enough that nobody's going to go to Disney. Nobody's going to be on the teacups, right? In the wind, right? Like even like I said, like okay, so right now I think it's 155 mile per hour winds or whatever, which is crazy. Let's cut it in half and say it's 80 mile per hour winds. Dude, I'm not going to Disney in that. Like, it's raining. Why Why would you even... The cost of opening the park, I would think, would be more than it was worth. What, are you going to get five people there? It's a good point. Like, how many people are coming through the gate? Like, Disneyland's not for Florida residents. It's for people who go to Florida. Right, and anybody that's not a Florida resident... Isn't you, going to Florida. You're getting the hell out of here, dude. Trying, anyway. They won't let a lot of people leave. But, like, uh, you know, via the airplanes, I guess, right now. But why would you, I mean, like I said, they had to run it past their legal department. But am I giving corporate America too much credit here? I mean, maybe I am. This is three major theme parks. These people have lawyers on publicly traded right. brand. Like right. this is Disney here. There's no way that the Mickey Mouse isn't calling a lawyer, right? I wouldn't. I know again. That sounds like such basic logic to me. But I guess people make mistakes. Maybe. Maybe this is one of those things where, like, legally you don't have to shut down until you have to shut down. And at this point, it's probably just like, well, no, we'll stay the course. If something happens and we get forced into it, so be it. But as of right now, we plan on being open. I also think Disney missed, like, an opportunity here to say, look, we're going to remain open. 
but portions of the proceeds are going to go to the relief benefit or this or that. Like, dude, you even miss an opportunity to do that. We're going to remain open, but everyone's allowed in for free in their shelters. In their shelters. And, like, this isn't us being open to have the teacups. This is us being open to help our community. Come on, guys. Script writes itself. You know, Jay says, let's go to Disney. No lines for anything. Nothing. I, uh, but... Yeah, make it free for Florida residents. Like, some, I don't know, something. But really where Disney should come in is after. It's like once Irma's come and gone, and now it's like, dude, when you need to spread goodwill through the community, Florida residents, you get in for five bucks, whatever. But like, and then that's when you step up and do something. Because this isn't even stepping up and doing anything. They, uh, this is being like I hate this term, but it's being a little tone deaf. They're gonna be they're gonna get rocked by Irma, and then shortly thereafter, there's Hurricane Jose, like hot on the trails yeah. of Hurricane Irma, dude. Yeah, no, no good down dude, there. All this stuff is getting out of control. I called my friend actually, you know, Catherine, who's up in Portland, and because you know we were talking about the wildfires yesterday. Montana's on fire, California's on fire, Oregon's on fire, and I had been saying over the last few days, look, this happens every year in Oregon. So she was listening to the podcast. She called me yesterday. She's like, Dan. She's like. This does happen every year here. She said, but this one is really, really bad. She's like, I said, are you safe where you are? And she goes, yeah. She's like, but we're, we're pulling over on the freeway because we can't see. Wow. She's like, the smoke's so bad. There's a viral photo that's been going around of these two guys that are like out on the practice green at a golf course. And behind them, people were sending it to me all day yesterday. They go, is this real? And there's like a wall of fire behind them. And they're just like casually sitting there playing golf. And I said, yeah, man, Oregon kind of deals with this, man. So like some people are just kind of like, eh, dude, you know, every day this is kind of what, what we happen. And so this guy said to me, he's like, man, he's like, I would hate to see anything get destroyed, but I would, it would be interesting to see something like that. And I told him, I was like, his name's John. He hit me up on Twitter, and I said, "Man, I said I lived out there. I did see stuff like that. Walls of fire, just you know, right off, you know, you know, in the woods right next to you, and it does. It stops you flat in your tracks. And I don't want to be tinfoil hat guy, doomsday scenario guy, but like, and I always think it's egotistical when people think they're going to be alive to see the end of the world. Like that seems like a very egotistical mentality." But I don't know, man. I mean, how much more stuff do we need before I start being like, well, yeah, revelations, here it comes. Right? I don't even believe. But it's, I don't know, dude. You think maybe the end of the world's here, Phantom? I, I, I don't think so. But, I mean, if, if this were to be the time, I've always said about the end of the world, like, what a great time to be alive. Everyone's going to die anyway. We're all going to end up in the ground anyway. If we get to be the last people on the face of the planet, hell yeah. All right, now I'm being told this, that Disney World's only been shut down three times since 1971, and it's the most hurricane-proof construction in the world. And again, they get a lot of hurricanes down there. Then get people in, in there. there. Yeah. Get people in there and get them secured. I'd, I, yeah, that would, be the better, that would be the better way to go. I don't think it's quite the end of the world, because we had a staff meeting yesterday, and somebody else was given all the credit for this radio station being good. Had they given it to you and I, Fantone, right. I'd have been like, that's it. It's over. Everybody's dead. We have Guns N' Roses tickets. We're going to send you right now. Nice. I didn't forget. Nice. nice. You thought I was going to forget. Sanford. Everybody thought I was going to forget. I didn't. Guns N' Roses, October 26th at the queue. We'll take caller 30. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And I have the exact number of people you should have sex with before you die. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. 
after this will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. It's Friday morning. You know what that means. Just a few days away from the Brown season. That's right. This Sunday in action against Pittsburgh, you will be able to find me as I'll be at TD's Tailgate Grill. Their Lake Cable Jackson location right next to Fiddlesticks. I'll be there from 1230 until 230. I'll be getting you hooked up with Stansberry Show stickers and Coors Light will be on hand, hooking you up with $2 pints and you get to keep the glass. If the Browns aren't your thing, no worries. TD's Tailgate Grill. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just sent somebody out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll do it again for you again at 9. Uh, and we'll go back to 745 when we pass out those uh, those Guns N' Roses tickets to a young lady named Sean who was very, very excited to have won. She was pumped. Yeah, she was pumped. She had a very interesting last name. Had the word Trill in it, and I always thought that's awesome. Trillville. Yeah, I always thought that was awesome. Was Trill like, is in the game. I thought that was cool. I have a uh, I have a story here from Playboy. All right, and it's about a poll done on people's sexual activity. Okay. Now, to be fair to this, I want you to understand that the research was done courtesy of Superdrug, and it was a very limited study. All right, so there was it was about two thousand people. All right, and this is about the amount of sexual partners that you've had, or that you think is appropriate, and they say their research. Surprise found that while having a conversation, women will lie about how many sex people, how many sexual partners they've had, and so will men, but differently. Women will decrease the amount of people that they've had sex with, and men will add to it. Nobody should be su- surprised by that, right? Yes, you should not be surprised. But like, guys, if you're ever in this conversation where you're you're being, and it's not even with your wife, this is with like a researcher. Just be honest, dude. Well, you don't have to be like, no, dude, a million chicks. Especially, well, especially now, because excuse me. There was a time in this country where if you slept with a bunch of people, you were like, cool. You were like Fonzie, right? But now I think people are a little bit more socially conscious about their bodies and like this kind of thing. And women are a little bit more. Well, I'll also say this. The older you get, the more a woman's going to not want you to have been like around. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you've lived your life as a slut, it, it it will come back to bite you. Like you're in your 20s and you're like, dude, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And then all of a sudden you're in your 30s and you have to have like an honest and frank conversation with your girlfriend about how many sexual partners you had. And you're sitting there just feeling like the lowest human piece of crap on the entire face of the planet. Women insist, Fantone, that 15 sexual partners is too promiscuous. Where men cite 14 partners was too many, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Now, both sexes, men and women, had claimed that two sexual partners was too conservative. And there is a fine line here, okay? There is a woman that I am mildly attracted to. Now, we're not going to pursue this for some other reasons, okay? But it's been acknowledged between the two of us that, yeah, situation's different. This would probably go down, right? right? And it's been acknowledged. Now, I will tell you, I, I can't tell you why we're not going to go there, but like beyond that reason, even though I'm attracted to her, when I think about it, sometimes I'm like, yeah, but having talked to her and knowing her and like finding out who she is, she's a little too guarded in that way where I don't think even though I think she's wildly attractive and I really enjoy her as a person I don't think our sex would be very good because I don't she's I don't know she's not willing to let her hair down in that fashion 
Um, the only, I mean, I've talked to her pretty in depth about her sex life. The, the, I think the only like counter to that, and I don't know the situation or the woman, so I can't necessarily say I know this to be fact, but like usually as a man, I would feel like it's a little bit better to be more experienced than your female partner just because of the concept of like, well, she doesn't know as much, therefore I can kind of show her like, no, this is how you do that, and this is what you, you know, and, and, and that's, uh, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, a little bit of that is, I th- you know, a sexual mentor, maybe. Well, you can walk away from it feeling like you're the man. Right, dude. We're, like, I gotta be in the top ten at least. <laughs> right, when if Jenna Jameson comes to my house tonight, I'm gonna fail miserably at right. that. You might be right on that one. I didn't think about it like that, but I know, like, that's definitely how men think about it, like, when you're younger. You know what I mean? You're like, well, she's only slept with one other dude before me. She won't know. I could be terrible at this, and how's she going to know? You're right. Guys do think about it that, that way. So then they started figuring out what, like, the average is and, like, wh- like, how many sexual partners you probably should have. And people have come up with, it's like eight. What? Is like, the amount of sexual partners in your life that you should have. In your life? Yeah. God, dude. Eight. So, dude, let me just tell you. What? As a straight heterosexual man, if I went to my grave and had only slept with eight women, I would feel like a failure. Now, that's me. I'm not saying that about you. And you got to go through your sexuality and your partners the way, the, the way it's right for you in the world. That would not, I, I need more field research. Not that, and I know guys get this bad rap. Oh, they just want to sleep with every woman on the planet. No, but I do want a little life experience. What I don't want is to think, because I still do this now where I look back on my life. Like there's a girl who got away from me because I was being stupid. I liked her friend. And this girl, Morgan, who was like one of the hottest chicks you've ever seen in your entire life, had 3% body fat. Dude, she was unreal good looking. And she was after me, after me, and after me. And I was like, nah, dude, your friend Danielle's hotter. Kind of want to be with that one. And I chose that. And dude, it was a mess. And so like now, these years later, I'm like, oh, dude, you could have had Morgan in your, in your trophy case and you don't have it. And dude, like I still to this day, that was 15 years ago. I, well, closer to 10. And I still beat myself up over it. Beat something up over. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't I'm need sure, that. But I mean, but I'm sure. I'm I didn't sure. need that. Um, eight sexual partners. I'm sorry, and I understand that there's going to be. Now the, you were a little bit of a hoe, dude. Well, I mean, in, uh, <laughs> we're throwing terms around, Stansberry. You were. You were a but little bit of a of hoe. Of course. I mean, like, yes. In in my 20s, I think it's more than fair to say that I, I I understand that I've had more sexual partners than most people. And there's going to be people who married their high school sweetheart who are going to bring those averages, averages down. down. But I can't believe that the average number is eight. Well, again, that's way too low. I feel like not enough people were polled. I mean, like, think about, like, okay, so, you know, it's obviously going to depend on on your relationship status, on if you're a cheater or not, on if you're a person who likes to go out or not. But, like, I, I think it's fair to say through your 20s, you're probably averaging, like, two to three sexual partners a year just because that's like you're young and you're going out and you're doing well, stuff. Dude, this generation's going through two, three partners at prom. Minimum, dude. Minimum two to three partners a year. And I mean, it's like, well, dude, you got 10 years in your 20s there. And I'm not saying everybody's throwing up 25, you know, but I, I don't feel, I mean, like what kind of like, what kind of prudes we're, an- we're answering these questions? Eight people in oh, your life? So there's a young woman who listens to us every day, right? She's a big fan of the program. She just hit me up. She's like, look, I, and she's young, like 21 young. And she's like, I've slept with too many guys who were virgins, and I never want to be with one again. I'd rather have, she's like, I'd rather have someone who slept with a decent amount of people. She goes, it would make me feel less promiscuous. 
Okay. That's a good female view there. Okay. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I mean, when you start comparing it to each other and everything, like I said at the beginning of all this, it's not necessarily something that I'm, like, proud of or something that I'm like, oh, dude, look at me, like, had sex with so many chicks, but, like, eight, eight partners, that's it? I, that feels low to me. That does. It feels really low to me. Um, so they did it, you know, here, here's some, I, I have some state information here. The average number of past sexual partners in America is seven. That's the that's the average number, with Louisiana boasting the highest volume of sex partners with 16, and Utah with the lowest figure with three, which is crazy because you can have 10 wives. Right. So how are right. people only having sex with three people in Utah? Um, 16 sounds probably about right to me. Mid-teens, I mean, you know, you, you go through a slutty phase when you're younger, and then as you get older, you probably get out of it, but then by the time you get divorced, you know what I mean? Like you live your life. All right, let's play this game. You're um, you're in a committed relationship, and I know your girlfriend. I know her a little bit. I yeah. don't know what her sexual history is, but I know who she is as a person. Right, and I know she doesn't have a number that's going to make you let go. Oh my no, god, not what, even close. What am I doing? Right, no. and so let's let's Megan gets hit by a train. Right, okay. <laughs> sorry, Megs, you're dead. <laughs> She gets hit by a train, and next week you're like out on the prowl, and Jeez. then you meet a girl. No morning, no dude. Funeral None. hasn't even happened yet. Your boy's out no. there, husband. Literally, okay. casket going in the ground, turning <laughs> around, hitting on the ants. Right. right, like okay. so, and you're out there back on the prowl. What is the number of sexual partners a woman could say to you where you would? I'm not saying because, dude, I know you. You're a total hoe if your girlfriend's dead. Like, so you're gonna sleep with her anyway. But where you would, where it would cause you to like pause and be like. What am I doing here? I mean, I think 25, but even that, I feel like I'm being judgmental. Like, I feel like, I mean, honestly, like, you'd have to have sex with more partners than I have. And even then, I'd be like, well, dude. Do what? you have any idea how many people you've had sex I with? Could, I don't know. No. See, I don't know. And people always say, how could you not know? And it's like, well, dude, I mean, I, I, was, I was drug addicted for about a decade. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, dude, there's legitimately like five years. There's like three, four years at MMS I don't remember. That's like, I just terrible, don't remember. Dude, both of us as human beings really should feel a little bit like, son of a bitch. You no, I do. I do with my life that I can't remember every sexual partner. But I do. Dude, I whip the D around. I mean, <laughs> once I mean, once once you get past the point of like, all right, so you've got this sexual history that you're not necessarily proud of and you've been tested and you don't have AIDS, you don't have, you know, you, you know you, you're, you're okay. There's still like this level of just like, God, dude, like, what did I like? What did I do to myself? Like, what did I do to 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 who I am and like how other people view me by by whoring it up so much? Well, you know, the, I, I I have had I, I have girlfriends who are I have not been romantically involved with who claim to me like Dan. I know women who would want to to have dated you, who think you're a good guy, who think you're funny and that whole thing, but they're like. Dude, look at the women he's been out with. Like, look how many of them there were. Look at who they were. And they're like, some of your decisions are probably playing into some of the problems you're having now, which is totally, I get that. Right. Like, I under, I do right. understand that. Because if a girl said to me, oh, yeah, dude, I just got done shooting porn for six years, right. I'd be like, uh, no, mm -hmm. uh, dude, your boy's out. Chris tweeting in and says, look, man, I've only slept with two girls, but I met my wife when I was 16. Okay. Now, see, they see, there's something to that. And I honestly, like, dude, there, I know a lot of guys would scoff at that, but there's a little bit of me, Chris, that... I'm a little jealous of that, I guess. I, I'm not scoffing at it, but there is a, there's a part of me that's like, 
dude, you don't, you haven't lived life. Like, you haven't. You think? I mean, like, don't that get me wrong. That sounds judgmental, but I agree with you. Like, and I'm not saying that, like, the life you've lived thus far is, is invalid or not important or anything like that, but I do feel like, I mean, I think three things really make you grow up in life, and it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and, like, those kind of give you those experiences of, like, how you, how you are going Who to. Who are you? Right. What are my boundaries? And I, 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 at the very That's least, fair. as I stand here today, if I've only had two sexual partners in my life, I wouldn't be the same person that I am. I know that. No. I wouldn't have learned what I learned. I wouldn't have been who I who I Nah, am. you grow, you get exposed to new things, you, you you're more open. I would agree with that. I, I I I yeah. Now you don't have to be me though. You live your life and if that's what you feel like but like looking back at people I know from high school who married their high school sweetheart, it just blows my mind that you've only had sex, well, maybe cheated or maybe you guys are swingers or whatever the case, but as as far as I can tell, you've only had sex with that one person from high school. I don't know. It just, that's bizarre. For me, and maybe you don't, but for me, I would be sitting there thinking like, I'd constantly be looking over the fence like, what's out there? What's out there? Where now, I don't have to look over the fence. And that's one of the things I will say about this is that if nothing else. No, you respect your girlfriend now because you're like, dude, I've been through so many awful hoes. Like, thank God I got a good one. Right. I don't I don't wonder what other chicks are like. I don't wonder what other, like, you know. Dude, I wonder I, what it's like to be with a black girl. I, I, what, what's I, it like I, to be with an Asian girl? You know I've what I mean? I've done that. Been there. I, right. right. My wild oats have been sowed. So it's like at this point, I do feel like if nothing else, like that part of it is a victory for me. My wild oats are burnt <laughs> just getting shredded over there just, shredded just awful i gotta tell you dude i do need to find a new mattress companion it's been <laughs> it's a it's it's been it's 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 been a little it's been a little slow go at my house dude uh bad news for you buddy what girlfriend's up and listening oh, tweets out apparently megan gets hit by a train <laughs> sorry megs <laughs> bust if it makes you feel any better i'm sorry you are, uh, you're probably the best thing that ever happened to your Adam, boyfriend. Thank you. I love you, <laughs> sweetheart. Thank you. All right. We'll be back with more Stansberry Show. You guys hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Stansberry here. It wasn't that long ago. I was driving a car. I was not sure it was going to make it back and forth everywhere that I needed it to go. There's no worse feeling than that. When you're on the freeway and you're like, oh, my gosh, please, fingers crossed, Please don't break down. You'd be stuck there on the side of the road, nobody to help you. I can get you out of it. Right now, the Wakeham Auto Family is offering you amazing deals. And the Wakeham Auto Family is also Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. Over 500 makes and models for you to choose from right now at Wakeham.com. That website is Wakeham.com. W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Like I said, you'll see there over 500 pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. Now, look, I had some credit issues, so I know that's the next thing on your mind. Well, I want a new car, but I won't be able to get financed, and I know it. That's You're wrong on that. The Wiggum Auto Family currently deals with over 30 lenders. So no matter what your credit issues are, and trust me, I had some issues. They got me financed, and they can do it for 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll get you hooked up with a trip to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. September 22nd, 23rd, we'll put you in the T-Mobile Arena. And at 9.30, I'll give you the rest of that. My mom went to the BMV story, and it just was not good. Like, I, dude, apparently when I'm in Vegas over the holiday, I'm going to have to take her driver's license away from her. Like, apparently my brother's just like a big sis and like won't do it. I, um, it might be time. I mean, like, does she need it? Like, is she like, you know, I don't know, dude, it, 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 you would have wanted to take my mom's, you know, license away from her at 25. Like, that's, the, pro- that's the problem with her. You know what I mean? I, I want to be nice, but. I texted her about it. I was like, so what the hell happened at the BMV? She's like, oh, Daniel, it was such a story. <laughs> and then sure enough, she's got me like this big, long 
diatribe about it. So I'll, I'll fill you in with that whole thing coming up at 930. You ready for your fake outrage story of the day? Here we go. No, people are like are like mad about this. And I, it, dude, this is pretty fake outrage. So Vanity Fair, like I guess like a fashion magazine. I don't really even know. It's, you know, a little political, a little fashion, you know, you know, no. all things there. And they put out their list of the best dressed people internationally. And I guess Michelle Obama was listed in it for the first time, by the way. And uh, which is surprising because Michelle Obama was a decently dressed woman. I mean, you know what I mean? Like she had style and that whole thing. But people are mad because Melania Trump didn't get listed in this and they're claiming it's politics. Now, here's why I think this is fake outrage. Because you're right. Politics did play a role in why she didn't get listed. Melania Trump is a very well-dressed woman. She's stylish. She's, she's. I mean, dude, you can say a lot of things about the Trump family. Poorly dressed women isn't going to be one of the things you can say. Right? But politics probably did play a role in this, and that's okay. And I'll revert back to what I had said to start this conversation out, which is Michelle Obama didn't get listed in this until after her husband's presidency was over. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe politics played a role in that. So that's, dude, this is fake outrage. Stop getting mad about something that doesn't matter. Yeah, more than anything, whether this had political implications, whether this was a race-related thing, whether this was, you know, whatever it was, at the end of the day, who the F cares? Well, it's also a very, very, very much opinion. Right, right? Right. Like, there's no, how do we really decide who was the best dressed person? It's the editor at Vanity Fair who's going to ultimately make that call and what's going to push the mag, what's going to sell the magazine? <laughs> I remember we were talking about, it was like the ESPN Woman of the Year and I think a transgender woman, or Caitlyn Jenner won. And my point with that is the same point that I'm going to make with this. Who was on that list last year? Right. Who was on? Right. So it's not it's not you don't care about the integrity of the of the of the it's not the award or whatever. Right. It's just it's just something for you to get pissed about. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay for a for a private publication or a private company that's like sells their stuff out to the public to say, "You know what? This is our brand. Right. We're going to represent what we want to represent in our brand." And if I, you, that's totally okay. If you decide that brand's not for you, good for you. But Again, like what do you care? Vanity Fair, much like this radio show, doesn't owe you fair. They don't owe you fair. And first of all, if we're going to get down to the nitty gritty and argue about the fairness of a best dress list, this is what you're worried that politics is playing too much of a role in? Come on. You are going to be... It's like a football player. Like Vontez Burfick from the Bengals, right? You, Your previous behavior will depict future results. Meaning, dude, when there's a questionable hit by that guy, it looks dirty because of how many questionable hits you've had. And so very much the same way. If because of who you're next to or who you're married to, if you don't think that's going to play a part into what into things that you get to be a part of or not, you're crazy. You're crazy. It's like being at work, right? If your coworkers hate your wife, you're probably not going to be invited to the dinner party. It's This is... I mean, people are foaming at the mouth over this, and I, for the life of me, can't figure out why. It's their magazine. They can do whatever the hell they want. Now, I will admit to you that I think you are right. I think it is politics. I think it's Vanity Fair, hates Trump, and won't put her on the list. But 
We're talking about a best dress list here, guys. Nobody's being wronged. Nobody's being hurt by any of this. No, there's no law being broken. Nobody's rights are being infringed upon. Like, what? I will admit to you that Melania Trump is well-dressed enough to where I would assume she would make most best dress lists. She's normally pretty well-dressed. Did she make it two years ago, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, did she make it five years ago? I think the argument there, though, is, is, like, were you as talked about? Were you as much of the social scene five years ago as you are now. I mean, as Donald Trump's wife? I mean, five years ago, Donald Trump was still Donald Trump. Yeah. No, there's a solid argument there. And again, you know, they didn't put Michelle Obama on this list until after President Obama. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just like, you know what? Let's not bring this in while they're running the country. Let's, you know, we'll let politics be politics and we'll do this. Now, a couple of other politicians didn't make that list. I guess like, you know, that Justin Trudeau guy that everybody thinks is so hot, like he made the list and that. You know, but I so poli- I do agree that politics played a role in this. The Vanity Fair, I think it's pretty obvious where the, where their alliances you know lay, that they don't like the Trump policy, and so that th- they expressed it this way and left her off the list. But again, nothing, n- nobody got wronged here. I'm so angry about this. No, what you have is Chill out. no. What you do? You don't. You don't have real anger. What you have is 20 minutes between dropping your kids off at school and getting to work, and you're like, "Well, dude, I'm pissed. I just woke up. You know what I mean? So I'll pretend I'm mad about this. That's what this all is. I swear to God, dude, we need to take the keyboards away from everybody. You're just losing your damn minds. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Scansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. It's Friday morning. You know what that means. Just a few days away from the Brown season. That's right. This Sunday in action against Pittsburgh, you will be able to find me as I'll be at TD's Tailgate Grill, their late cable Jackson location right next to Fiddlesticks. I'll be there from 1230 until 230. I'll be getting you hooked up with Stansbury Show stickers and Coors Light will be on hand, hooking you up with $2 pints and you get to keep the glass. If the Browns aren't your thing, no worries. TD's Tailgate Grill. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online's called. Yeah, I was like, damn it, what am I doing right now? Where am I? Friday, I want to go home. Welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with another trip out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That will be September 22nd and 23rd is when you will be in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, and 9 o'clock is when you get your next keyword. I would think that, you know, us talking about the iHeartRadio Music Festival and the iHeartRadio Music Awards show and the iHeartRadio Pool Party and all that would give people an idea of, like, hey, if you can't listen to the show, you can listen to it on iHeartRadio. But I still have people like, hey, how do I stream this? Download iHeartRadio, people. There right? You go. I mean, just just yeah. do it. What are you Please. waiting for? Please. So they can stop yelling at us about it. Oh, downloads are down in the can't market. Well, everyone's already got it. Why <laughs> right. They don't need yeah. to download it twice. Yeah. 80,000 people, man. We already got them all hooked on it. Oh, man. I'm pretty excited about this football season. I don't know why. I, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, like, I don't know why. Uh, I thought that game last night was interesting. And, you know, everybody before last night was like, you know, Patriots pretty good. Probably going to go 16 0 there. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs put a whooping on that ass. You know, I, that's a part of the problem nowadays in sports is we all have these like, well, every team's going to be an all-time great. Like, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win sixteen in a row. They're going to go go twenty and zero. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And it's like, guys, don't you understand how hard that is to just start throwing around perfect seasons? Like, oh yeah, it's going to happen this year. No, it's not. Probably not. It hasn't happened to this point, right? I mean, so what are we talking about? Watch the Chiefs do it, who nobody's... Right. right, You know what I mean? And that roster is pretty good. The Chiefs are pretty good. 
But, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. You can catch me actually Sunday. I'll be at TD's Tailgate Grill uh, hosting the Browns party there. Be there, uh, you know, 1230 to 230, right around there. And uh, we'll be watching that game together. Or at least kind of watching that game, looking over at NFL ticket. Like, I was oh say, my gosh, what's going on in that game? They have NFL Sunday tickets. So I'll be like, dude, what are the Titans doing? What are the Raiders doing? What are the good teams in the Dude, what are the Steelers? Well, I know what the Steelers are doing. They're kicking our ass. What are the good teams in the AFC doing? Right? Because everybody's on me all the last few weeks. Oh, Stansbury, idiot. Browns are going to win 10 games. Bro, they use six quarterbacks. So let me get this straight. They're, they're going to win four more games than quarterbacks used last year. Got it. No, you're right. I'm the delusional one. Got it. And now there's already more controversy. We're apparently now another distraction as they get ready for the 2017 regular season. One day after rookie defensive lineman Miles Garrett, obviously suffering that high ankle sprain, out for multiple weeks, they say here. Now safety Calvin Pryor and wide receiver Ricardo Lewis were involved in an altercation. And now Pryor has been waived by the Browns just 72 hours before the opener. That's when he was released. Brown 2 coach says, look, it was an internal matter. I'm not going to any of the details or uh, you know specifics here. We did release the player, and we are moving on. I just made the decision which we thought was the best for our football team, and we moved on. That's it. Got to pat Hugh Jackson on the back for making that decision of... Um, you know, you've got a bunch of young, impressionable players on your team, and if you allow stuff like that to happen and you allow that to be the, the norm, you're going to lose control of that locker room. You're Can't gonna do lose, it. You're going to lose the faith of those men, and you're, gonna, you're going to give them the impression that, like, winning's not the only thing that matters. It's, it's what are you mad about? What do you know? It's like people are just going to be like, you lose faith in the system. Following the practice, Lewis, the wide receiver, Ricardo Lewis said, that he, you know, he said, "Look, my teammates are brothers," and he said the incident was in the past, and he's uh, readying himself to take on the Steelers for that AFC North battle on Sunday. He says, "All I know is we're getting prepared for the Steelers, and I'm looking forward to playing them." Lewis said, "That's the only thing that's on my mind right now. We keep internal matters within the team." Again, I like it. What would the Patriots say? It was a personal matter. We've moved forward. Belichick ain't going to give you no news. Them, dude, them, them Patriot players aren't going to give you... Now I know, well, so what? They got smoked last night. Right. They got five titles. Well, Slow yeah. down on getting smoked last night. I mean, the organization is still pretty good. If you uh, if you could trade the Browns for the Patriots, would, I think we'd make the trade. I think that's fair. Dude, I would trade... I, mean, I think it's fair. Well, dude, I'd throw the Gladiators in there. Oh, I'd, man. I'd give them the Gladiators. Dude, take a few of them guys. <laughs> right? But this is kind of what good organizations do. They handle things. They, they, you know, they nip it in the bud, and then they just we're not gonna we're not gonna give you sound bites. We're not gonna give you a way to make this be a storyline. So, like as I'm knocking the as people say I'm knocking the Browns, which is ultimately just being realistic with you about what's going to happen this season, and not being like a blogger fanboy about how great they're gonna be because the second best offensive line in the league, which is nuts. No, they don't. But I'll tell you what. I know New England got smoked last. Last night, but Tom Brady had plenty of time to throw footballs. He just looked like a 40-year-old man. Which, by the way, look at that. I mean, dude, it happened to Peyton Manning. It happened to Brett Favre. It, dude, it just happened. Dude, this might happen to Tom Brady this year where we might just see it and he's not going to look. It may. I'm not telling you it is. I don't want people who, like nine months from now be like, you said Brady was going to fall off and now look, he's the MVP. I'm saying it could happen. Father Time's undefeated and if he doesn't come for Tom Brady this year, he's coming sooner or later. Um... 
Man, oh man, dude. If I was Tom Brady, and don't get me wrong, you're right. It's only one game, so it's not necessarily... Stayed at the party too long? It's not necessarily indicative of like him falling apart, but like, man. It's one game. Should have retired last year. I don't care. Unless unless you start stacking up more rings, dude, last year just would have been the perfect... If you don't, win the, if you don't win the title this year... Now, I know he says he's playing until 45, but no, he ain't. And I'll tell you this. He's not playing in the Patriot jersey till 45, I'll tell you that. Like I like they will move on. Ah, I don't know. Everybody, everybody shakes their head. What did Indy do with Peyton? See ya. What did Green Bay do to, to Brett Favre? See ya. It, dude, that's the game, bro. Because you owe it to the city and you owe it to the franchise and you owe it to the fan base to get the next guy in there and playing. I wonder what that fan base would think. Because the thing I compare it to is Kobe, and I think most Lakers fans. We're like, it's worth it. It's Considering what he gave us, we can give him a season. You know what I mean? <sighs> this one, maybe. Do you go into next year with it? I mean, if he's not... Now, look. I think, dude, Tom Brady's one of... The, I don't know if he's the greatest ever. I know he's in the conversation Close. of top five, whatever, top three, whatever. So... Does he still have plenty of time to get a turnaround this season to where you'd want to sign him again next year? Yes. But if he does not look like Tom Brady this year, I think it's probably over. I mean, you... Because, dude, at the end of this year, you got to pay Brady and Garoppolo. Like, that deal comes up. Like, you're going to have to make a decision. And I don't think you throw... They already traded Jacoby Brissett away, a kid who they loved. And they already traded him away. And so, I don't know how you look at Garoppolo and say, yeah, man, we think you're the next 10-year guy, so go be a Jet, and we're going to give Brady one more year? I don't see it. But I also think, and I've said this, that if they win this year... Brady, Belichick, both out. See ya. Mic drop, we're done. Nobody's ever beating us, we're out. People think I'm crazy. But, again, people thought I was crazy when I suggested that Kyrie Irving would be a Boston Celtic. People were crazy when I suggested that LeBron James may, be a, may end up a, a Los Angeles Laker. Yep, turn on NBA store, NBA TV shows, what are they talking about? LeBron to the Lakers. People always think I'm crazy. And then nobody ever comes back to me afterwards and says, hey, man, you were right about that. Hey, man, you were early on Manziel. Hey, man, you were early on this. Nobody ever does that. Real quick to tell me how crazy I am. Never come back and be like, you know what, man? Thanks for the heads up on that. You were right. It's weird. Totally weird. I'm a craft beer guy. Fantone is not. And I got bad news for you non-craft beer drinkers. Bad, bad news. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa will have your next opportunity to send you out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That will be at 11 o'clock. She'll get you hooked up with that. And apparently she gets to go. Yep. So you'll be able to hang out with her. Yep. Stansbury and Phantom, not going. I have no idea why they're sending you. Why they're sending the girl you've never heard of? I not, have, not going. <laughs> I have. I have no idea why they're doing. Maybe you could hang out with us at one of those like um, those pull tab places that you see on you Lucky Sevens. Right. Exactly. Maybe we'll hang out there. Dude, this town does love that. Stuff. Oh, dude, it's it's it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me that like this is know, scratch off USA. You've got under a hundred thousand people in this city, but we can we can we can have like twelve of those sons of bitches just going up and down, tuss, uh, dude. I'll take the over on twelve. I mean, citywide, I'll take the oh, over. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, dude, they are literally everywhere. You got those. You've got those quick loan places, like the the check cashing places. You've got um um movie rental stores for some reason in this town. I don't know what the hell's going dude, on, dude. Movie rental stores. I'm convinced on this. That's human trafficking. I'm, dude. I, dude. I'm just telling you. 
What else are you doing besides drugs or human trafficking in there anymore? There's that one in Perry on Tusk, and it's always got like the now hiring sign out. I'm just like, how is that? How's that even possible? Because 17 year old girls that are filling out job applications and nobody's ever heard from them again. I'm telling you, I'm on it. I'm on to it. I've been on that for a while. I remember, like, dude, I've been home from Oregon now, like, God, going on five years. And when my brother and I moved out there, right down the street from the bar we had bought, there was like a video store. And I remember looking at him going, bro, where the hell did you bring me? Like, why the hell are people still renting VHS dates? Like, what the hell is happening here? And I was like suspicious. Yeah, I don't get the video store thing anymore. They still are still out there. Do you know this? There's still five blockbusters in the world. Really? Or the country. There's like one in Texas. Yeah, I read an article about it. I forget what they were. It was like two weeks ago I read an article on it. There's still like five blockbusters that are open and operating. Outside of like, I've said this before, of like some people are freaked out about like watching porn on their computer. Therefore, they'll go buy DVDs or rent DVDs. Well, like we have that bookstore downtown that's like books and porn. I, 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 don't, I don't know what else you would go there for. Like, are you really going there? Like Redbox is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you want to rent a movie, go to, go to Giant Eagle and there it is. Like, yeah, it's, it's a very strange thing. Fantone and I agree on a lot, but we're... Where we are very different is the craft beer space. I like craft beer. Fantone hates it. Blech. And I think it's twofold on you. I think it's A, that you don't enjoy the taste of it, which I kind of get. It's an acquired thing, right? All beer. Even remember being 15, you have your first beer. You're like, ew, this no, isn't good. What am I trying to do this for? But right? every other kid in the basement's drinking it, and I don't want to be uncool, so watch me pound 12 of these, right? So beer's an acquired taste no matter what. And I do agree that craft beer probably is too. But I think it's twofold. I, I think the taste throws you off, and I think you find the people to be annoying. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Like, Did that's how I feel about vegans. Ugh. Like, dude, like the like uh, that's how I feel about vegans. Like, bo- dude, a your food's gross, and b you're annoying. Right? You don't have to tell me about like, oh, dude, it's a double stout, triple ale, you know, chocolate porter, and just shut up, dude. What are you talking about? Why are you saying these words to me? And more so is I hate, I hate, dude. I, I'm not a real big fan of virtue signaling as a whole, but when you think that you're on a high horse because you drink a different type of beer, go f yourself, dude. Like, oh, dude, I'm a real man. Do you want a real beer? I'll give. You want to be shut up, dude. Wait, wait, wait. What you can't like Bud Light doesn't get you drunk? What are you talking about? I hate that. Okay, well, then you're really gonna hate this. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, dude, you're gonna hate this okay. because, right. dude, it turns out craft beer drinkers have healthier habits than regular beer drinkers. Okay, and the, what they claim here, Fantone, is that craft beer drinkers view their beer as a treat. Versus, like, I'm going to go to the bar and pound 25 beers. You know what I mean? 25 domestic lights there. Okay. And it's a a little bit like how, like, a wine enthusiast doesn't view it as, like, oh, I'm going to drink so much of this, I'm going to get hammered. It's like an accoutrement to my meal. Hey, dude, tell my Aunt Carla that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not. Dude, dude your aunt a wino? It's just a little bit of, dude, isn't everyone's aunt a wino? Like, isn't that just kind of the, dude, the, hook the, your boy the, up. the bar for the course? <laughs> like, what, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, once again, that's, 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 that's people who are like, oh, yeah, uh, just drinking it because it goes well with this, you know, with this meal. And it's like, dude, no, it's not. You're drinking that because you're a drunk. 60% of those who drink craft beer say they exercise three times a week with only 50% of people who drink normal normal booze, uh, you know, uh, working out that much. Let's be honest. Both those groups of people lied. Liars. Liars. Both those groups of people lied. I will agree with that. That, to me, I know that will not be sound science. Now, they say here, I don't know why this would matter, but craft beer enthusiasts prefer, uh, prefer to work out in groups. 40% say they'd rather, you know, not break a set, you know, sweat there being solo. 
where only 30% say, you know, they want to work out in a group. I don't know what that means with anything. I don't know why that would make it. I don't know why working out in a group is healthier than working out on your own. Um, Because there's a level of accountability when you've got a workout buddy, when you've got like a running group. It's like, dude, I have to go Saturday morning. And if I, you know, if it's just me by myself, whatever, I'll go back to bed. When it comes to food. 70% 70% of normal drinkers said that they, they read nutrition labels, whereas like 80% of craft beer buffs will read a label. And again, yeah, I do think that the craft beer crowd, a little bit, it's not really about getting drunk. It's about drinking something that you like along with a meal. Like, dude, I'm not a real big go to the bar and drink by myself kind of guy anymore. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. But last night I was, I was over at Fiddlesticks. I was playing a little billiards. And then so I got hungry and I was like, all right, well, I'll go next door. I'll grab you know some dinner at TD's before I head home. Right. So I walked into TD's and I did. I had a Goose Island IPA, like tall, like, you know, tall draft while I sat there and had my meal. And it was, it was like kind of like, I want to drink this and have a little flavor with my meal. Like, I'm not going to sit there and drink 25 of them. Well, hey, it's school night. Like, I probably would tonight, you know what I mean, or whatever. But there is something about how, like, the craft beer thing aligns itself to, like, food snobbery the way wine did. I um once again I think that's number one people lying about stuff and number two it's just like oh look at me I'm so fancy but the thing I will say is that craft beers are certainly more expensive than regular beers and if if what that's this, true if what this really boils down to me to saying is that richer people people have healthier habits I'll buy that it, I have I think it has nothing to do with with whether you drink Miller Lite or you drink you know uh, Jackie O whatever like I, I feel like that's what we're really talking about here. Yeah, they don't get into that here, but you're right. I mean, we we know that to be true, right. that the more money you have, the the chances are the more educated you are, right. which means that you've been made aware of more nutrition facts and healthier lifestyles, and you've got the time to get into yoga and that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, I would agree with you that people who have more money normally are healthier. Right, where if you're just, you Plus, know... you have a life that you want to save. If, 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 if you're just pushing a mop <laughs> around or whatever, and I'm not trying to insult janitors and crush out, you know, a case of bush light every single day. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not saying like you're dumb and you're going to die early, but there is a level of like, well, yeah, that makes no, but if you make $300,000 a year, you're like, dude, I got to keep this going. Right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean, I got to keep this going. Where me, you and I, it's like, dude, get me off this yeah, awful just, planet. Dude, I don't dude, care. Just, Cigarettes, drugs, whatever. Over. Somebody hand me my swim trunks. I'm going to Irma. <laughs> like, get me out of here. Absolutely. So if you were listening to the program yesterday early, my sister in law had texted me. And told me this embarrassing story about my mother. And so I ended up talking to my mom a little bit last night. And I got more, I got more info on what happened. So we'll recap the whole thing. I'll tell you what, what ends up happening with this awful story and my mom. And uh, I, I think it'll expose some, some of why I get frustrated with my mother. And we'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Stansberry Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa will get joked up with another trip out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll do that at 11 o'clock this morning. She'll also have opportunities for you at 1, 2. And then Fishhead will have a couple of opportunities for you too. 3, 4, and 5. 6 o'clock during his show. And then Nikki Six gets in on the action actually too. Once again, 8 o'clock. So multiple opportunities for you to cash in on that. And they're probably going to send Fishhead out now too. You know what I'm saying? Probably going to send the fish. Nikki Six, Teresa, all just sitting together, enjoying life, laughing at us. We're going to get the last laugh, buddy. Trust all me. Right. Fingers crossed, man. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I remember. Believe me, I'm still getting the last laugh off the last one. <laughs> hey, we 
might not need you. Yeah, how's that working out? Anyway, moving forward. So the other morning I woke up to text messages from my sister-in-law. And they live about, you know, three hours, uh, you know, behind us in Las Vegas there. So sometimes they'll text me at night and I won't get it till the following morning. And this was sent to me Wednesday at like 10.50 p.m. And I got it Thursday morning. And it, the text message from my sister-in-law was, So today, your mother waited in line at the DMV for five hours, even though you can make an online appointment and walk right in here in Vegas. When she finally got her stickers, Daniel... She went out to the parking lot and put them on the wrong car. And that's my mom. Like, that's my mom in a nutshell right there. Like, you ever read stupid warning labels and go, why do we need this? Right. Suzanne Stansbury is why you need it. Okay. <laughs> like, that's why you need it. Now, that's, my, that's just always been my mom. I, I, I have tried over the past three years to champion your mother. I really have. I, um, I, I don't want you to have a bad relationship with her. I don't Neither want do you, I anymore. I don't want you to talk ill of her. I don't want things to be bad. But, dude, that's pretty bad. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, yeah. I, unless, unless, unless she drives a white Acura and she put them on another white Acura. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's the exact same car in a comparable place. I'm telling you, my maybe? Mo- dude, my mom drives a four-door sedan. I bet she put it on a dune buggy. <laughs> Like, that's because, dude, that's my mom. Like, that's who she is. Well, it's the first car I saw, Daniel. Like, that, I mean, I didn't know they had to go on my car. I just thought I was, dude, I just, I thought I was being nice. Rake, I put it on somebody else's car. Like, that's my mom, right? Just oblivious. So then my sister-in-law, I, like, talked talk to her a little bit. She's like, you got to harass your mom about this. You got to text her about this. My mom is like a nonstop riot, right? Like, she's just not on purpose. Like, just always on accent. So she's like, you know, text your mother and get on her about this. So I did. So I texted my mom. And I said, Mom, you put your, 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 your new sticker for your license plates on somebody else's car? And my mom's first text back to me is, who told you? <laughs> well, Mom, you live in Las Vegas, and the only people we share in common are your other son, my brother David, his wife, and your granddaughter, my niece, Grace. I bet it was one of those three, right? Like, so it's like one of those things. So then I was like, Mom, what happened here? Like, you just need to tell me what happened. So she sent me a very long text message, and I'm going to read it to you. This is quite a story, Daniel. I failed an e-check, and I went to have the diagnostic text done. They charged me $200 and gave me an estimate for $800 Ugh. to have it fixed. Ugh. She's like, that seemed way too high, so I took it to another place. They charged me $65 for a diagnostic and said I needed a gas cap. Yeah, I was going to say, and sometimes that's that often happens. the problem, yeah. is that your gas cap's not on right or whatever. And thank God we don't have e-check here, dude. Thank God. She says, I failed. She's like, I got the fine. She's like, $35 for the gas cap, and then I had to drive the car 80 miles before e-checking it again, which, again, okay. you do have to do that. That happens a lot, right? Okay. And let me see here. She goes, before checking the gas, she said, I did that. I went back. He told me I needed another gas. I told him, dude, I just bought one last time, and I drove the car 80 miles. He said, no, you have an old gas cap. I asked how that could be since I paid for a new one, and he said, there must have been a miscommunication, which, by the way, we'll pause right there. No, there was no miscommunication. Somebody took advantage of a 70-year-old woman. That's exactly what happened right there. So I drove another 80 miles. 
They did something else to the car, said he wouldn't charge me, but I had to drive another 80 miles after that. I did that. Finally, there's a success, she says. Your mom's just driving <laughs> Driving 80 miles. I don't know, dude. I think she probably just went back to her favorite casinos claiming that she had to drive 80 miles. She goes, I went straight to the DMV and I waited five hours and then in parentheses takes a shot at me. She says, imagine you waiting someplace for five hours, Daniel. First of all, you're the idiot who did all this wrong. We're not knocking me now, Mom. This is on you. I think she had to have done something wrong to wait five hours. I know the joke of the BMV and, like, oh, it takes forever. But I'm worried that she, like, thought she was standing in line and she was really not or something like that. I don't think anybody's spending five hours at the DMV. She goes, I get all the way to the window, and the woman says she couldn't give me the sticker because I had no insurance. And then she says, after some time, Daniel, she accepted my insurance card and gave me the sticker. <laughs> she says, which, yes, I promptly walked outside and put it on the wrong car. <laughs> Apparently, dude, some guy, like, walked up to her and was like, uh, what are you doing? What, what's happening right now? And she had to, like, look at this guy and be like, well, I bought the sticker and, like, I thought this was my car. What's in my car? So, like, this isn't the first time this has happened, right? So, we were in Utah about six years ago. We were in Mount Zion. It was like a whole family trip, right? And everybody in the family was there. It was, it was great. We were having a good time and, you know, taking my niece to see things. My, you know, my sister-in-law is very big into, like, not teaching my, my niece out of books, but she takes them on life experience, so, you know, they're actually learning. So, we took her to Mount Zion, and we're there, right? And my brother's, like, pumping gas into the car. And my mom's inside, like, the convenience store or whatever. And my brother goes, hey, dude, you want to see how stupid mom is right now? <laughs> yeah, sure, I guess. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Let's confuse an old lady. Let's see what happens. So he pulls up to the gas pump, like, in front of where we were, and there's a guy, like, parked behind us that has a very similar car. Sure enough, my idiot Jeez. mother walks right out of the convenience and just hops in the backseat. God. Like, dude, that's my mom, dude. Like, that's who she is. So, like, when you listen to the radio and I get frustrated with her, now you know why. It's not, because I know I'm easy to ramp up, right? But, like, she, dude, sometimes, dude, she just does stuff. Like, dude, imagine that. What would you do if you walked out of the BMV and some lady's just like putting the sticker on your car and be like, hey, thanks for the free 80 bucks? Right. I was going to say, I mean, it's not like you can, well, I guess you could trade those stickers. I mean, I guess you could because it's not like it has any identifier on there, but still, what the hell are you doing, lady? Yeah, she's, uh, she's something else. I guess Summit County still has the e-check. Summit does. Yeah, Stark does not. Yeah, that was one of the pleasant surprises when I moved down here. Because I had this problem not that long ago. Like, when I first moved back home, I had a car that could not get... I mean, now, luckily, Wakeham got me hooked up with a car that maybe will pass all tests. But, like, it, um, it, like uh, the, the car I had when I first moved back here would not pass no matter what. I, um, I mean, I, I guess it's good that, you know, if one county does it, it's still better than no counties doing it. But it's like, dude, you don't think the air from Stark County is blowing over into Summit County? Like, uh, I don't know. The air from Oregon's blowing here. Didn't you, weren't you saying that it's <laughs> yeah. affecting the sunset the, the other day because of, like, the smoke that's being, you know, whisked away, you know, from there all the way over to here? It's making its way. So, yeah, I would think that the air from Summit County probably crosses over that line there probably right but there's just one little one little suzanne you know what maybe that should be a thing Jeez. friday's at 9 30 the, the, the suzanne stansberry files because bruddy there's plenty of them. there's plenty of them oh my god i'm telling you i think when i go out there i think it's going to be abundantly clear like uh we did it might be it might be nursing home time maybe maybe it's time to take the license away might be that time 
But my brother always says, but then I'm going to have to drive her around. I yeah. said, yeah, but David, if she gets into a head-on collision and kills somebody, what happens then? You ready to send your little old lady mom out to, like, you know, the, the jail forever? See ya. Send her. Bro, that's, that's Las Vegas, bro. That's Clark County. They don't play. Ask Michael Bennett. Like, speaking of which, you know, by the way, as a guy who's been critical of a lot of this protesting and stuff, I want to let you know, I believe Michael Bennett's story. I believe Michael Bennett. And I, knowing Las Vegas PD, having lived there, I totally believe everything he's saying. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, his lawyer claims it was not racial, which that kind of shoots a hole in your foot there, dude. When your own lawyer says, yeah, dude, I reviewed it, it's not racial. But Clark County Sheriff's Department has a negative reputation. As a matter of fact, I had a negative run-in with the Clark County Sheriff. They made me walk home like miles because I forgot my ID in, in my mom's house, I was driving the car, and they were like, you don't have your driver's license? No. They're like, leave the car here, lock it, walk home, get your ID. They made me walk all the way home. I'd, so, I mean, dude, I, Clark County Sheriff's, where they roll hard. And what I will say to NFL people who want to see athletes speaking, I think you got what you needed, which is Michael Bennett is the right voice and the right face and the right guy for this where Colin Kaepernick was not. I believe Michael Bennett to be an engaged, smart, intelligent person. I bet if I spend five minutes with Colin Kaepernick, I can find out that he can't add. I think this is awful, and I don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody, but I think now you might have the right poster guy for this issue. Kaepernick was not that guy. He was ill-informed and being led around by the nose by his idiot girlfriend. I told you that from the beginning. Michael Bennett will be the right voice and the right poster guy for this because I think Michael Bennett is an engaged, intelligent person who can really lay out. And now I know he ended his press conference early the other day. He was crying, but dude, he's thinking about his kids and what this means for them and having to explain to them about the world they live in. So I hate to see something bad happen, but for a nation that wants to see this conversation move downfield, I believe Michael Bennett is a better voice for this issue than Colin Kaepernick ever was. And even though his lawyer says it wasn't racial, knowing Clark County Sheriff's Office Department the way I do, the little bit I do, I actually very much believe Michael Bennett on what he had to say. If you don't know that story, you can Google it. It was pretty interesting. It happened after the McGregor. Interesting is not the right word. Alarming is probably the better way to say that. We'll close out the program for the week. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Don't give a flying hillbilly. Kick the dust up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! To play with, I mean, the, the best player in the world, to play with a guy like Kevin Love and, and J.R. Smith and, and Derrick Rose and, and to be coached by a guy like Tyron Lue who's played in this league for a long time, it's like I said it in, the, in, in my player spewing, um piece yesterday, it's like a match made in heaven. You wanna battle these? You better have endurance. Before you crash, man, get that general insurance. You know, we don't, we're not going in this game. I think talking about the past is, is just that, it's the past. You know, we gotta talk about what we're trying to do now, which is win. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if- Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. 
fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I, I turned them into a Mexican tonight. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to oh. him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 56 years old. You know, bring your kids and your underwear. I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. There will be a civil war in the United States of America. Last year, the Indians reeled off a franchise record 14 wins in a row. And now, 14 months later, they have a new franchise record, 15 consecutive wins. That they do, the Indians do. New franchise record at 15 and 260-plus, uh, I guess, customers are getting free windows from Universal Windows Direct there, uh, making that deal. Obviously had that deal ensured that if the uh, you know if the tribe wins 15 in a row, they anybody who placed their order between a certain time would get their windows for free. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I heard it was almost like a million and a half dollars that they would have been on the hook for there, but dude, that's why, yeah, that's why you get insurance for a promotion like that. That's uh, a lot of cash. Big plans for the weekend, Phantom? Uh, actually, yeah. Tonight, um, me and the girlfriend are going to the uh, to the McKinley versus Hudson game. So she was not hit by a train? No, she was not hit by a train. And I don't know. Maybe she's broken up with me by this point, but hopefully not. Well, um, I mean, I was the one suggested well, that she right, got hit by right, the train, not you. Right. She should break up with me. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're heading over to Tom Benson Stadium tonight. And oh, that'll doing, be awesome. Uh, and doing, doing the high school football. Friday Night Lights, baby. If I, Let me see if I can remember from my high school days, because Hudson was one of uh, one of Twinsburg's rivals. It is the Hudson Explorers, is it not? Indeed it is. See, dude. look at that. Both teams 2-0. Um, I'm oh, uh, nice. obviously going to be cheering on the McKinley Bulldogs, and uh, you know, hopefully they can... They can rattle off another victory. Here. Yeah, honestly, dude, F Hudson. Yeah, they suck, dude. They now, do. here's the thing. Like, I know this radio station can be heard pretty well in Hudson. For sure it can. But I'll be honest with you. Growing up in Twinsburg, I always felt like every time I went into Hudson, people looked down their nose at me because I was from Twinsburg. Of course they were. Dude, yeah, I mean, of course. I did. Course. I always felt that way there. I still, like, as a matter of fact, I had lunch there not that long ago at a really good place. I wish I could remember the, the name of it, but the pizza was fantastic. And uh, I remember sitting in there, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm in 10th grade all over again. Like, people looking around, like, what's that dirty Twinsburger doing here? I was going to say, if anything, dude. Dude, you're you're skeezier now. You're older now. You're dirtier now. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, they're they're looking at you in even worse ways now. That's true. My parents bought me nice things. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't buy myself nice things. I um, I I I really do hope this. You know, like I said, this is the bulldogs punching those dudes in the mouth and uh, kind of kind of winning one for the for the yeah, for the thing. underclass there. So, there what's you your story this week? Dude, what I actually got on? a jam packed weekend. We got so tonight. I'll be at the Agora. We got twisted in town and. Yeah, dude, and the Moonshine Bandits. Okay. Which is like, uh, dude, that's like, that's trap hip, or, or it's country trap music. Okay. Like, they're, well, yeah, they're like one of those country rap bands. Well, at a Juggalo show, why not? Why not? Right, so you I'm might do- as well do it. Doing that tonight, and then tomorrow night, I've been invited to the Alice Cooper show ah. by uh, by a couple of listeners who I really enjoy. We've become friendly, and so you know, she hit me up. It was like, yo, man, I got an extra ticket for Alice Cooper. You want to go to that? I said, absolutely, I want to do that. 
And then on Sunday, I'll be at TD's, uh, their late cable Jackson location from 1230 to 230 watching the Browns game. I'll be there with, uh, you know, with Coors Light and TD's. We'll be getting you hooked up with some stuff from the radio station as well. So come out and uh, join me at TD's and we'll drink our misery away together as the Miles Garrett-less less, uh, Browns go into action for the first time against the Pittsburgh Steelers for the season. And uh, I'll give you my prediction. Steelers 28, Browns 17. 28-17. So that Greg Williams defense, I think it's going to take a few weeks to to get it really clicking on uh, on all cylinders there. I think it's Pittsburgh 28-17. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Stick around. Teresa's going to get you hooked up with another trip out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Aside from that, you guys have a great weekend. See you. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9.